remember trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned Cause it's time Hello again everybody and welcome back to Random Discard I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts And joining me as always is Rich Rich, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you That's good to hear, long time no talk man it's been a while. It's been a hectic holiday season. Yeah, we are here in early 2017. We have just passed the holiday season, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, etc. And uh, we usually take a break around this time of year just because my schedule gets hectic once the school year ends and we're both traveling and we've got family stuff going on. So, you know, we're just like, eh, let's just set down the mics and we'll we'll be back. We're back! Ha ha! You can't keep a good show down, but you also can't keep this show down, so... <laughs> to be fair, um, Fox is notorious for keeping good shows down. Oh, yeah, well, that that is fair. Well, now I'm sad. Aw. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, Firefly, what you could have been. I know, that's exactly what I was thinking of. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Because then we got Serenity, which I just... Uh, oh, well, have, have, we haven't really done a Firefly Serenity show, have we? No. We've talked about them in passing in a couple of episodes. You know what? Maybe I'll... I gotta call up that document uh, where we, we have future show topics, and I totally have to add this one to it. Uh, anyway, hello, listeners. Um, it is good... It is good to be back. Um, so, how did the holidays treat you? Good. Uh, it's probably our last low-stress one, and it wasn't that low of stress, so yay for the future. Yeah, I, I find that most holidays seasons are way more stressful than you ever expect them to be. But yes, you've got big life changes coming here real soon. I do, I do. You know, that's why I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's kind of like Christmas. You get you know, you know get together with the families and stuff, but the stress level so much less. Mm-hmm. Although my wife did do all of her shopping this year without leaving the house, all on Amazon. Oh, well, that's actually kind of awesome. I, I do like how... Uh... I, I do like how things have changed as far as the power to the consumer uh, from that aspect. I don't like to shop. I don't either. I actually hate, I abhor shopping. I, I don't even like gift giving, I'll be honest with you. And it's not because I don't want to give people things. It's not because I don't want to be generous. I do. I want, you know, my friends and family to be happy and get cool things. It's just that I literally don't know what to get anyone. I don't even know what to get me. So how would I know what they want? I'm terrible oh, I know, about it. I know exactly what to get me, and it's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> I mean, but we're getting to the point where I hate shopping. I despise it. Yeah. And a good example is my wife and I went to the store. Mm-hmm. We were out and about. She wanted to do breakfast, and we had to go get something for my dog. And then she was gonna run into Target, and we grabbed like just supposed to get like one thing. I need we needed I needed more shampoo. Sure, that was the only reason we went in. We spent like eighty dollars, and it, I was getting so annoyed at the end. I'm like, let's go. I want to check here. I want to get this. But we went in for shampoo. Why is this costing us a hundred dollars? And why is it a half an hour from? I don't understand. Oh, so. And so, luckily, we're thinking of actually trying Coburn's Deliverance to see how well that goes. Oh, I, I was going to recommend, uh, I think Amazon's got a thing where you can just tell them this thing, deliver this thing to me, like, every two months. and they'll just. They're getting, yeah, they're getting a subscription thing, which we're, my wife's looking into for diapers. Oh, cool. So, they also have these cool, um, this is, we are not sponsored by Amazon. These are things I think are interesting on Amazon. I, you know. Like, they're getting these um, buttons. I'm not sure if you've ever seen them. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. I think they're so cool. I, I find them to be an interesting idea. At the same time, they're almost a piece of overkill technology. It's like yeah. ordering Tide. That, that's way more That's way more sophistication than I actually need to get Tide. But think about it. But how, how, much, how often is it like, oh, I'm going to need this, but then you forget and you run out? Yeah. The button's just right there. Yeah, but so my cell phone's in my pocket, and I already have the Amazon app. That's I, true. I, know, but... I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, absolutely. Because what it does is it adds it to your cart. It doesn't buy it. It just adds it to your cart. So next time you do go on your phone on Amazon, oh, what's in my cart? Oh, yeah, I need this. Right. And, so, I mean, they have it for a lot of products. There's just not ones that my wife and I use a ton. Right. Um, but I believe baby formula's on there, so that one may, may, I might consider getting that, depending on their prices versus other places for formula. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, just pay tons of it for that convenience. Yeah. 
but yeah, I hate shopping so much. Yeah, although tonight's show I, is not about shopping, but I I agree hundred percent. Let let me tell you I, a little while we're on shopping. Look, I can't help myself while we're on shopping. So uh, I I love my mother. I really do. I think she's great. I think she did a wonderful job raising myself and my brother. But my mother loves to shop. Absolutely, you can just she'll just go from store to store to store like all day long. She may not even buy anything. She just loves to actually go out. The act of shopping. And looking at things in stores, she adores it. And so growing up, I had to live through that constantly. And I hated every minute of it. That sounds terrible. So now I'm very, very thankful that my wife and I have very, very similar feelings about shopping. And my wife hates shopping. I hate shopping. We would gladly never shop again if we thought we could get away with it. But yeah. My wife likes it, but I, it's it's not something I get drug into, so I guess I don't really care that much. We, we both kind of have a threshold, right? We can we can shop for a little while, but there comes a point where it's like, yeah, I just I just want to go home. I don't want to do anything. It's not that I've got something I got to go get back to. I just don't want to be doing this anymore. See, what I don't understand is people who shop without the intended purpose of buying anything. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I well, I'm just looking understand. around. I'm like you are wasting everyone's time. Yeah. So you don't you don't want any of these things. You're not going to buy any of these. You just came into this store to just basically walk around and touch things. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's spread germs, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, uh, what we wanted to talk about tonight <clears throat> is a topic that we've mulled around for a while. And I think this is going to be not the end of the discussion of this topic, but the beginning. The, the Just the spark, just the start of this topic. So for those who don't know, who may be joining us recently, this show began as a show about Magic the Gathering. And it was a show called Card Advantage, and it later morphed into Random Discard, which is what you're listening to right now. And oh, oh by the way, since it's come up several times, we are brought to you this week by absolutely no one. We have no sponsors. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have any place you can give us money. We're just a couple of guys who like to talk about stuff. So... There you go. Be sure to not sponsor us, I guess. And I'm not going to turn sponsors down. And, I like money. And go to Amazon.com and order things. Also stuff. Stuff and things? Yes. Order them both. Right like now. It. They will ship you a bag of stuff or a box of things. Ooh. Uh, anyway, um, we, we started as a Magic the Gathering podcast, and we were both pretty hardcore into the Magic the Gatherings. Um, over time, our interest has waxed and waned. We are right now both in kind of a, a wane state. Um, neither one of us really plays magic all that much anymore. I, th I think Rich even less than I, and that's a shocking statement. Uh, so Rich, when's the last time you actually picked up a deck of magic cards? I can't even remember. Yeah, that's how bad it's gotten. Um, and I think this is something that happens to a lot of folks, and it's not even just to magic players it's with any hobby there comes a time when it's it's not even like you decide you know what i'm just not going to play magic anymore or uh i'm not going to uh collect uh i don't know what's the thing kids collect these days let's say beanie babies no i'm dating myself that's oh you're dating yourself hard like uh, two decades out of date shopkins i don't even know what that is so, so there you go shopkins my yeah. niece is collecting so, yeah, you know, it's not like you wake up one day and you know, I'm not going to collect that anymore. I'm just not going to do it. It's really just that it it slowly fades and it starts pretty innocuous, right? It's like, hey, uh, do I really need to go to this GP that's coming around in two months? Maybe, maybe there's some other stuff I could do. It's too expensive. I don't need to travel to it. You know, what? I'll sit this one out. And then it's like, well, do I need to go to F&M this week? I could, I could instead, I could play a video game, or I could get some sleep, or human interaction. I don't know. I could, I could go do something else, anything else. I could spend time with my wife. I could spend time with my wife, and before you know it, it's like, well, now a month has gone by, and now two months have gone by, and now six months have gone by, and I just don't do that anymore. And that's a really weird feeling. It's like a. It's like a hole has opened up in your life, but it's not like it opened up all at once. It just it, it think, opened up slowly, and things took I its think the, place. The weirdest thing, for me at least, was 
when you don't miss it. At first, you're like, oh, dang, I missed this week. I'll go next week. And then it's when you missed it, and you're not like, oh, I need to make this up. It's more of like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go. You didn't care, and that was that was kind of what was different. Like you didn't care, you didn't go. That took a while for that to happen. Yeah, and even when it did, I, I don't even know that I noticed it at first, right? That, I, don't, that I, I don't think you really do. I mean, for me, it was okay. Let me let me back up. I mean, folks who have listened to the show for a long time or rich are rich are already aware of parts of this story. So for a long time, my wife and I were living in different states just due to our jobs. And so I was in North Carolina, and I was like five states away from my wife all the time. And it meant that I had a lot of free time. I went to work, and that was it. I'd, I'd come home, and then I'd go back to work, and then I'd come home, and then I'd go back to work. I, I didn't really have anything. And the thing that filled the void for me that took up all my time was magic. And magic will just balloon to take up as much time as you need it to. It totally can. And so I spent all my time doing magic, and then I became a judge because I wasn't—I wasn't really great at playing magic, so I didn't play all that much because I didn't like losing. But I became a judge, and I was pretty good at it, and I really enjoyed it, and I met a lot of great people, and I had a lot of good times, and I had a really good community that I was playing with, and it was great. And then I moved, and I moved back uh, to to be with my wife again, and that's great. I love my wife. I love spending time with her. It's why I married her. And so that's wonderful, but it meant that I didn't have that that empty slot in my time anymore. And I also left my community. I had a fabulous magic community back in North Carolina. Uh, there was a great shop I, I judged at. It was called Atomic Empire, still is called Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. It's a great shop. You should check it out. Uh, full of wonderful people. We had a, a wonderful local scene, lots of good players, lots of good judges. It, it was it was great. And every Friday night, I was the FNM judge. Like every single Friday night, I would get off work and I would just motor on over to FNM and I would uh, judge for like five hours and then I'd drive home crazy late at night. And it was great. And but it was my routine. It's literally what I did week in and week out, constant. But then I moved and I didn't have a shop. And because I didn't have a shop, because I didn't have a community, I didn't feel a need to to go and do that i i had my wife to to do stuff with we'd we'd you know go to movies yeah, we'd hang yeah, out we do i was not like that uh and and we just you know it, it it was no longer a priority for me is what it came down to and at first i missed it desperately because it defined who i was for literally years but slowly over time, you know, I've kind of come to realize it, it didn't really define me. I'm still the same person. I'm still who I am. I don't play much anymore. Heck, I barely judge anymore. Just this past week, I had to talk to my, my regional coordinator for judging. I'm no longer an L2. I don't judge enough to be an L2 anymore. I'm an L1. So I just went down in, in judge level, if you think of it as up and down. it's That's not really what the judge levels mean anymore. But still, the point is, I used to be Clues, level 2 judge from Michigan. Well, I'm not anymore. I'm Clues, level 1 judge from Michigan. Sometimes. Yeah, really? Michigan. You're you're just Clues? Yeah, really. In the end, I'm just Clues. So, or Dr. Science. Or Dr. Science. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but it's... I, I feel it's it's kind of that way with a lot of hobbies that... Uh, it's it's not that you don't like them anymore. It's not that you don't want to do them anymore. It's all about priority. It's all about what do I want to do more? What I don't know. I, I lost a game, so I quit. So that's what happened. Yeah, I've, I've seen people do that. I've seen people throw away decks. They like just rage quit, and it's like, that's it. I'm done, and they pick up their deck, and they literally throw it in the trash can and walk out the door. I've seen it happen. It's crazy, but... There it is. Now, here's another related story about uh, about that sort of thing. So back in the day, maybe about, I don't know, 10, maybe 15 years ago. Let's call it 13 years ago. I don't know. Let's just pick a number. I used to be really into photography. And I had a really nice digital SLR camera. I had a bunch of lenses for it. Giant bag I carted around in. Tripod. Uh, strobes. Uh, studio strobes. I mean, I had the whole nine yards. I had it all. Still do, actually. It's just that I don't use it much, and that's where the story is going. And I used to haul it with me absolutely everywhere. Camera weighed a ton. 
but I would take it on every vacation that we went on. I'd haul camera gear with me and I would take hundreds of pictures on a vacation that I'd mostly never look at because we all do it. And for years, that's what I did. Each and every vacation, I'd haul along my camera and I'd take tons of pictures and I'd haul along my camera, take tons of pictures. And then one time we were going on a cruise and I'm like, you know, I always take these these pictures on cruises. We've we've been on a cruise to most of these ports before. It's not like we're going to see something amazing this time around. What if I just take my little point and shoot? And so I did. I just took my point and shoot then. And then the time after that, I'm like, well, the point and shoot worked fine last time. Why don't I just do that again? And over time, I just slowly have mostly stopped doing much with photography. <clears throat> and I think that's that's really what happens with hobby is it's not like you one day make the decision, I don't play magic anymore. It's just, I play it less. Yep. So how do you cope with that sort of thing? How do you, I mean, once you get far enough removed from it, it's no longer a problem. It doesn't feel like you've lost a limb. But what, what about you? How, Rich, how do you, when, when you take a step away from something or when you notice something tapering off, how do you get through that transition period? Um, for me, it was, it was really tough because it was something I didn't want to let go of. Right. Um, but I was, I'm not going to say I was forced to because that's not true. But um, a good friend of mine who played a lot of Magic with, he had a second kid and just, I mean, I just, it was hard to keep in contact anymore. He got much more busy than he already was. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of good friends of mine, they moved to um, Fargo for school. Like my Magic group just slowly dwindled down to nobody. Like right. it was me. And so, okay, I'm still going to FNMs, but I wasn't having much fun because I was playing with, you know, the people that you see, the regulars that you see, but they're not really your friends. Yeah, they're people you know, but you don't. They're acquaintances. Yeah. They're nice. You talk to them. You know, you, you play games with them. You have fun with them. But they're not the people that you're going out to dinner with. They're not the people you're texting and all of that. So for me, it was something that I missed, but then I just, I just the options weren't there that were enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I found other things. You know, I started pouring that energy, for me, into League of Legends. Right. So I I ended up, instead of being like, I kind of play League, I kind of play Magic, I just went to be a League player. Mm -hmm. That's where most of my spare time went. And even League, um, granted, this is, I know a lot of people that do this, and it's generally around when the season resets for League, um, because they do a lot of tweaking around between seasons Mm -hmm. that I I just don't find it enjoyable, because like one patch to the next is completely different. And so I was let, let let them kind of slow down on what they're nerfing, what they're buffing, and just kind of let it wait till it's stable that I get back into it, which is right about now. Sure. And so for me, like I've uh, I've just transitioned into my console games, um, and that's for me. I transitioned my focus, and I spend a lot more time with my wife. Um, I some of my best friends they're gamers, but they play a lot more PC than I do. Mm-hmm. And so we can talk about games because we play the same games, but we don't play them together because they're on the PC. Right. But we've all got we all like board games, so we actually got we've all gotten really into board games, and we actually are doing a regular board game thing. So for me, it's always my focus of spare time is always just shifting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's generally how I deal with it. Is I just shifted to something else. So I mean, I guess my hobbies just were, are rep- being replaced by other hobbies. Yeah, and I I really think that's what happens is you, you just you shift. You lean a little bit in one direction, and before you know it, you've turned, right? Like, yeah, like right now I'm playing crazy amounts of Titanfall 2. Oh, how is how is that? I love it. Love it. I love... It's so much better than Call of Duty and just your generic first-person shooters. One, you have parkour. Sure. You can run on walls, you do all the sliding, you can wall jump to wall jump. Just the things they let you do is incredible. And then you get to be in giant robots and punch things and shoot things, and it's awesome. I am a big fan of giant robots. Yeah, you get to, and you get to walk on. You literally get to walk on people to kill them if you want. <laughs> it's amazing, and they have variety. Like it just doesn't get old. And I, I know it's just something like I've already started prestiging to the second level. I've never done that in a first-person shooter. Never. Um, I started. I picked up Overwatch because a couple. I've always been interested in it, but I tried the beta, and I found the beta extremely unbalanced mm-hmm. to the point where I couldn't leave base spawn because two guys who can turn into a turret just turned into turrets and camped the spawn. Like zero. Like for five minutes, we couldn't leave our base, and we, so we just died, and that was that's not fun. So I, I was like, I'm done. 
and then they actually released and balanced, and they changed the rules of no more than one person can play a certain champion or hero or whatever you want to call them. Sure. So it got better, and so my fr- it's another thing I can do with friends, and it's always fun. I like those co- communities. I like the Eastwork things because it's something I can watch and get really get into because I like sports to an extent. Like I like football and a little bit of baseball, but that's about it. So I like things that I can watch, especially now that football is dying down. So, oh, hey, I mean, that, that reminds me. Didn't like the college football national championship happen? I don't know. I don't follow college ball at all. I think it did, and I want to say Clemson won that. So go not Alabama, I guess, is what it comes down to. No offense to Alabama fans, but... I, I don't follow college ball at all. Cause, and this and people don't like... Not everyone enjoys this statement, but I understand sports bring a lot of money for those schools. But the, like you see Stanford and you see some of these amazing schools and you get guys on there who probably barely graduate, graduated high school because they can play football. Yeah, oh, that's a... Ooh, it bothers just... me so much. Like They get these degrees from, you know, I grad, you know, I got a Stanford degree. I'm like, well, because you could play sports. It drives me nuts. I hate it. College sports. I've just added college sports as a show topic in the future because I don't want to open that can of worms tonight because, you know, we'll we'll be here. Because I have strong feelings on this too. And I suppose I, I should. Yeah, that's a good episode because I want to pick your brain on yeah, how that works. wise I think you and I might be on Although, the same page. On it's this hard story. to argue because I know League of Legends is getting into the college scene, but it's still. I mean, those kids aren't going to get these full rides. So if I yet. Could, it, yet, yeah, if, if I could swing things back to uh, again, I'm going to use Magic as as the prototypical example, just because it's a shared experience. You and I, and a lot of our listeners probably have. Um, do you think part of what makes you put down a hobby of something like magic or makes you walk away is the, I'm going to call it the grind, the, the investment of time and resources like standard, you know, magic wants you to, to play standard, right? That's Watsy wants you to play standard. I had so much more money when I stopped playing Magic. But, oh my god, the grind on that, the the constant rotation and new sets and new decks, and it never ends. It doesn't, and it's... The grind never turned me away from it, but now that, like, if I ever get back into Magic, I don't know if I'll be a standard player. Yeah, looking at it from the outside, look, I... I get it, okay? I, I I understand that Watsy has an obligation to keep things fresh and interesting and new. No, I loved Standard when I played it. Loved it. It was my favorite format. It's what I felt competitive in. Mm-hmm. It's what I got good at. Like, if I said I was a good Magic player, are you good at Commander? I'm okay. Politics is, t- politics is hard. But I was a good Standard player. I loved Standard. I knew the rules. I knew everything that was in the set. I didn't have to memorize old stuff. What could be from a Lara or Eighth Edition? I knew what was in the set. It was it was great. I loved Standard. Loved Standard. Standard is not what drove me away. Well, so for for me, I eventually got to the point where I I just I didn't have the time. I literally didn't have the time to keep up with the new cards. Like the, I just played a pre-release. I literally just played a, a pre-release for Ether Revolt. And I still don't know all the cards in the set because I I didn't have time to really look over all of the cards in the set before I went. I'm just like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to show up at the pre-release and see what happens. And I had fun. And I played a really stupid deck with a gimmicky win condition. And I won one game with the gimmicky win condition. And I was happy because I, I managed. And, like, like not just... I, I, I... Let me gather my thoughts here. Standard is something I can't go back to because of the cost and the investment. You're right. It is huge. And when I was playing, I never minded it because I didn't notice it. Yeah. I didn't notice the time until I didn't use my time for that anymore. I wasn't sitting there brewing decks at my lunch break at work. I wasn't trying to figure out counters or adjusting deck lists constantly because that's what I was always doing. That's what I was always thinking about. And I don't mean it's the time and the money because the money is huge and standard. It's so expensive to be competitive. It is. And, you know, you got the, the chase rares, the, you know, the deck list, and then that deck gets boring after a while. But you want if you want to keep winning, you pilot it. Then you try something new. And I'm someone who I, I can have fun losing, but I don't like to, I definitely don't like losing. Oh, hey, if you're not keeping up with the news, you may not have heard that there were bannings in standard that just happened. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Not, nope. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, for me, it was it's it it was just the investment of time. I just found that there were other things that I'd rather be doing, and so I I do those things. Now, does that mean I'm never gonna play Magic again? Oh no, actually, I'm planning on building some Commander decks because I know I'm gonna see some friends on vacation over spring break, and I know they're gonna want to play Commander, so I've got a Commander deck to build. I mean, I have some commander decks right now but i'd like to build something new and fresh that sounds like fun because i know the people who i'm going to be playing with but oh, the deck building oh, that would take me forever commander decks i'd spend hours building commander decks um but you know like for me at that time like i spend a lot more time with my wife than i ever did yeah so let's talk about that let's talk about the most common trajectory for the i left magic magic player uh, and this happens with a lot of hobbies from kind of that time period. I- I'm going to talk about the prototypical player here. So a uh, prototypical player begins sometime in high school, might carry it through college if they get the right set of friends or the right college environment. Then again, they might put it down while they're in college because they don't know anybody who plays. Then they get out of college and they are what I'm going to describe as a young professional. In other words, they've got a degree, they've got a job. They have just enough disposable income that they're okay with blowing it on pieces of cardboard, which I know I am, or was. Uh, And then they play, and then they get married. And once they get married, their amount of playtime decreases usually rapidly. Now, this is not a slight against marriage. I am happily married for 15 years. I really love my wife. She's great. I think it's very rewarding. If you want to get married, go right ahead. Well, it helps that your wife also played magic. It does help, yeah. Uh, but just know that once you get married, now, now you've got other stuff you're doing. You're, you know, you're trying to buy a house. You're, uh, you're, uh, trying to maybe start a family. Once that happens, that's when your time goes to virtually zero. Uh, you know, Rich is about to struggle with this himself. So Rich and his wife are expecting, um, once that happens, I expect Rich's time to go to virtually zero almost overnight. Uh, and that's nothing against people want to have kids. That's great. Go right ahead. Just know that that's that's a significant investment in time and money and sleep. And so you're not going to have as much time for, for the other, what I'm going to describe as quote-unquote fun stuff that you used to do. Not that kids aren't fun. That's not what I'm saying. Please stop with the tweets. So your prototypical magic player, they play, they get married, they play less, they have a kid. Now they pretty much stop playing. And they probably stop playing until about the time when the kid could start to play Magic. And that's when they return to the game and continue playing. So I think a lot of people share that experience. Uh, and I think a lot of folks out there might be in the same boat. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm anxious to see how... Uh, well, I would say how things go for Rich, but he's already stopped playing, so t- t- he can't actually answer that question anymore. Although I wonder how your league's going to do once, uh, once the kiddo's on the way. Yeah, we're not, I don't want to think about that right away. Yeah, it's actually awesome. right away when they're infants are pretty easy. Yeah, that's true. Particularly when uh, you're not sleeping anyway because they're not, so you may as well be playing so, a video game. So about six months from when they're born, that's when they start to do things and be aware. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's fine. I've I love League, and but League's something that I don't have to dedicate so much time. I, I can play a game a day. and... Unless I lose, be happy. If I lose, I probably won't be happy. And that's when I get into the pit of keep playing for that win. And then, oh, look, eight hours have gone by. Mm-hmm. Because then you win and then you want to keep playing. It's not because I haven't found a win in eight hours, although that's happened. But And so it's just, um, I don't know. And that's a big reason because um, I got Final Fantasy fifteen because I love role-playing games. That's fair. Love role-playing games. I, as anyone who listens to this show, any amount of time, I love storytelling. It is one of my favorite things about any of my hobbies is the storytelling. And the RPGs give me some of the best storytelling I could ever find. And I got Final Fantasy XV, and I was excited because it got good reviews, and it couldn't be worse than thirteen. And I played like three hours because I don't because ha- to play a game like that, I need about three to be able to play it for two hours straight. Because those are games you can't just play for 15 minutes. You just because you don't accomplish anything. And I'm not finding where I can sit down and play for that many hours. So, but that's where Titanfall and Overwatch come in because each match takes 10 minutes because that's the time limit for the match. So that's where I'm finding I can get 20 minutes, two games in, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I can go make dinner. I can go clean up. I can go to whoever's house we're going to or whatever HOA meeting I need to go to. Or, or I can go to bed and 
get some sleep because I have to work tomorrow. Oh God, that's I, I, do, I do okay. Um, I get my eight hours of sleep, um, which is actually I usually used to only get like seven. Yeah, I was gonna say um, I, I envy you. I think my average right now is hovering just under seven hours. I, I can function. Uh, if I was, if I consistently get six hours for a while, I could be fine. Um, I could function on little sleep. Um, it's not always ideal, but I can do it because I mean, in college I functioned on very little sleep. And granted, I know I'm older now, but yeah. Which by the way, I've almost been out of college for ten years. I'm just putting that out there. Please. Yeah, weird, weird feeling, isn't it? So I mean, guy, you've been out of school like what ten ten minutes? Yeah. <laughs> all the school you have. I was gonna say, well, if you count me coming from teaching a class earlier tonight, let me just check, Mister Watch here. Let's see now. I have been out of school for two hours. <laughs> so I don't. Um, this, I mean, the sleep's fine. Um, I don't love it like my wife. She's the one who's going to get a rude awakening when those babies come. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, she's going to have a rough go. Um, real rough go. Real, real rough go. Because she likes a good solid 10. Oof. And I'm like, you're going to be lucky to be getting eight. I mean, lucky. I was going to say, she's going to be lucky to be getting six the first few months. Uh, eventually, they'll start sleeping through the night, and then things will be better. But ooh. Yes. So, so we'll, we'll be, it'll be fine. Um, but... Leaving hobbies isn't fun because I do miss magic, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't miss the time I spent. I don't miss the money I spent. I mean, because me honestly, my wife said me stop playing magic was almost a raise at work. <laughs> well, think about it. how often does a new set come out? Four times a year, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Now, is it is it only four? Yeah, I think it's four times a year, right? But now. Four, four times a year, so about quarterly. So if you look at it that way, it comes out quarterly. I would buy minimum three boxes every set. That's at least $200 a quarter. Probably a little bit more. Plus you might go to a pre-release and you might go to f and Multiple. Multiple pre-releases. Oh, yeah. Which is at least 60. If I went to two, it's 60 bucks right there. Yeah, and maybe you're going to maybe a GP a year if you're lucky. And that doesn't even count the singles I need to buy to make sure I get the deck I want to build. Because you open up, okay, good. I got three. You know, I got two of these rares. I only have to buy two now. Which, th- that is a mentality magic players have. Up, I open this many. Uh, no, I don't have to buy this many. Yeah, we. Because there's never been a set. I think it was Return to Ravnica where you could consistently keep buying packs and always be breaking even by selling your rares back. Was that Return to Ravnica? I think so. Yeah. Because there was a set where I remember getting there before the first FNL and people were still just buying. Like they bought booster packs, sold a bunch of rares to buy more packs to get the to ch- chase the rares they wanted, and they were just doing it forever. It's it's addictive. They are filled with crack. Oh, I still love to open things that I don't know what's inside them. Like, I'll go to Target because I think I've said this before. One of my favorite video games ever is Mega Man. Mm-hmm. And Target has these little packages you can't see. And they're just little, like, chibi cartoon of Mega Man and some of the the robot masters. Right. You don't know what you're getting, and I love them. Because I don't know what I'm getting, and I like to open things I don't know what I'm going to get. Until I get the garbage I don't want, and it feels like a garbage rare, and I throw it. But. Hey, you know, speaking of Mega Man, I hate to bring this up, but I I don't know. You you can't see me right now. You can't see what I'm holding in my hand. But I was at Target, speaking of Target, who we're also not sponsored by, but we're happy to entertain that if they'd like to call. Uh, I happened to be at Target the other day, and I noticed that they have, for the Nintendo 3DS, they have the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Which should be 1 through 6, right? Which contains Mega Man 1 through 6, and this right here in my hand is Mega Man 1 through 6. I haven't opened it. I just got it yesterday. I don't have it yet and I need to, I need to get it because yeah. those were some of the most fun I've ever had. So, They're still some of the hardest video games in the world because, man, that those games don't take place on Earth because that gravity is ridiculous. Oh, it's so much is. Yeah. Cause... Actually, side note, just you know, NES game had the worst version of gravity. Huh. Castlevania. Oh, God, yes. You could barely jump, and if you missed jump, you just sank like a rock. Oh, man. Yeah, you are not kidding, bud. Also, side note to that side note, we were t- my uh, co-worker of mine, he got the, the classic, the you know, that Nintendo thing they were doing mm-hmm. that you couldn't find in stores anywhere for like 60 bucks. It had like 30 games. Oh, yeah, I know the one. And we're talking about it. And then I was thinking, I'm like, you ever play, you play Duck Hunt? He goes, yeah. I'm like, how did that gun work? Oh. I never thought about it as a kid. I do. It actually... I was going to say, we do Googled you know it. how the gun works? We do. Okay, good. We do, because we Googled it. And it's a very commonly Googled thing. Yeah. Because before we looked it up, we were like going, there's no way there's a camera in there. I'm like, that thing was so far above what technology was back then. Oh, yeah. 
And even now that I know how it works, I still think it's far above what technology was back then. It was pretty amazing. For those of you that don't know, when you pull the trigger, which you might not notice, the screen flashes black and then white. And the game would register where you thought where you shot by the reticle would grow be a white square and then this system would register the little scope that's on the gun. Yeah. Yeah, so there was there was basically a little light sensor in the barrel with a little lens in front of it. And uh, in the moment when you pulled the trigger, screen goes black and it flashes a white square where the duck was. And if the little camera sees the white square, you hit the duck. If it didn't, you didn't hit the duck. And if there's more than one duck, it actually does the two the two ducks in sequence. So it goes black and then a square where one duck is and then a square where the other duck is. So it can tell which duck you hit or didn't hit. And it's why you could cheat. You could actually point the gun at a light and hit the duck every time. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, there were ways to cheat. But still, even that itself, is, doesn't that sound like so much more than that technology in the 80s were? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's also why but, they don't work with modern televisions, because they don't they don't refresh the same way as a CRT did. Fair. It's true. So, well, back to the digression from the digression. Sure. Because I love Mega Man. Oh, yeah. I expect to swear at this cartridge many times, because oh, yeah, you're, they are you're unforgiving. Gonna, yeah, you hit those spikes of death. Yep. When that one robot master that you want to beat kills you. Yes, indeed. Because who are you supposed to beat first in one? I think it's Gutsman. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm going to have to go look it up because it's been so many years since I played that I I don't remember anymore. I'm trying to remember because there's one of them where that you can e- easily beat by without a power. And most of the other ones, it's easier to beat with a power. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's... Whoa. Way digressing. Hey, hobbies, actually, but... look, while we're on this digression of Mega Man, I'm sorry, listeners, bear with me. Have you ever heard of the Proto-Men? The Proto-Men? Yeah, the Proto-Men. They're a band. I have not heard of them. Oh, if you like Mega Man, you have got to find out about the Proto-Men. So uh, they, they've only got two albums. They're working on the third one. It's, it's essentially a, a trilogy of albums. It's all based on the mythology and backstory of Mega Man. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. They put on an amazing show. I've seen them a couple of times. Um, so yeah, ch- check out the Proto Men. Uh, I think you'll like them. Good to know. That 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 is all. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, we were we were. Well, t- it's opening packs is where we digress from. Oh, I was going to say that we were taking a break from the topic of the show. Is what we were doing. That's what right? Because that fits thematically uh, as things go. Uh, but yeah, so taking a break. I mean, hobbies come and hobbies go is is what it comes down to and it's not that i will ever not identify as a magic player it's just that i don't really play much right now yep it's not like i'm going out and burning my cards or anything in fact I've- i know my like, i was like because we need storage and i those they take up a lot of storage they do and i was gonna uh, i'm putting them at my parents house is what i'm doing i'm gonna get some boxes where i can they can be in the basement without getting wet so they'll be safe in the basement yeah, that's important. You don't want those to get wet. And my mom was like, why don't you just sell them? And Mallory's like, he doesn't want to sell them because he doesn't know if he's, when, you know. My, luckily, she's on board saying, don't get rid of them yet. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. So I'm not ready to get rid of them, which is what I told my mom. Like, no, I'm not ready to get rid of them. She hates it for some reason. Yeah, well. But, like, I'm not ready to get rid of them yet. Like, I have my rare book. I could probably sell for a couple grand. Um, maybe. I don't know. I think I'd probably have to take all the rares out of my commander decks. Mm-hmm. I think if I sold my rare book and my commander's deck, I could probably get a couple grand. Um, which sounds like a lot of money that I could use, but I'm just like, nope, not ready to do that yet. Yeah. Yeah, and I've known people who have sold their entire collection and, like, bought a car. I've seen it happen. I'm not going to get that much money, because whatever car I bought would be a real piece of garbage. <laughs> well, in some cases they were. Uh, but, you know, like, I have a full play set of Liliana's of the Veils and Snapcaster Mages. Yeah, you know, modern the, staples. Yeah, they're all in great condition. Modern and legacy staples. I mean, they're, they're, they're all in great condition. So, again, so we'll see. I'm not ready to sell yet. Because, you know, when my kids are older, I want to teach them this stuff. Yeah, I want to share the joy. The addiction, I mean. I mean. No, the joy. Yes, the joy. I saw this meme. It was at a game shop. Uh-huh. It said, unattended children will be taught magic. Yes. I, I have seen such things, yes. Uh, Talk about punishment. Unattended people, unattended children will be put into a draft. <laughs> uh, so, 
Yeah, but I, I guess I mean like for me right now, I'm like I'm really into board games mm-hmm. and Titanfall. That's an Overwatch. I really like Overwatch. Um, even though I get frustrated because I'm just starting, which puts me with like I haven't played the game, so I'm not saying I'm really good and I understand it. But man, I play with people who don't understand the game at all. Part of it comes because I I played League of Legends, so I can understand what a team needs to be successful. Sure. Like it can't be all attack. You need tanks. You need healers. You need to be able to set things up properly. And everyone on my team says, like, oh, we're all damaged. So I'm like, oh, just covering my head because I'm so mad. Because I am not, if you, anything I've ever played in my entire life, I am generally a caster or mostly assassins. That's mm-hmm. what I play. That's what I play the most. I like magic users and I like assassins. I don't play tanks. Tanks bore me. I don't want to just sit there and take damage. I don't. I don't get it. It's stupid. I don't want to be hit. Which also comes from being used to being magic casters, where if I'm, they sneeze at me, I die. I guess if you're hit, you're dead. So that's why I get so annoyed that I'm always the tank. I found a couple of tanks that I'm having fun with, but I'm like, these pe- people just don't understand. And I'm like, I'm brand new, but what I do when I come into a game that has a community like Overwatch League and things like that. Mm-hmm. I go online, I look for instructional videos, I read articles to try to get... So I'm not a hindrance to my team, but my team is a hindrance to me, let me tell you. If you don't like losing and you want to pick up a game that has a community like these games, please, if you if it frustrates you, please do research. Don't be a liability. Yeah, that's good advice. And same with Magic. If you want to get into Magic, read articles, watch videos. There's plenty out there teaching you how to play kind of what's right, what plays well, to what you're supposed to be doing together. There's so much people. The, one of the best things about the way our social media and everything works is so many people put content out to teach. They do. I mean, is it all great? No, that's why you read. You don't read just one person. You read a variety. Because if Close and I both wrote instructional articles, you're not going to learn to play green from me. No, certainly not. I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell you how to beat green. I'm going to tell you why I think it's weak, what I don't like about it, what I find cheap about it, if I find something cheap about it, things like that. That's what I'm going to tell you. Whereas Clues is going to tell you something completely different. I'm going to tell you red. People are biased. So when you are looking for information, get a variety of people. Because no matter what, how much general information they're going to give you, their bias will leak through. It's just impossible not to. Absolutely true. So that's just a piece of advice if you want to join something that has a community. And you know, those communities, it's its a good thing to be in something that has a community. Because Clues would appreciate this. In Titanfall, when you hear other, your other team's comms, which you can, mm-hmm. you rare—you almost never get the annoying teenage you know, kid losers that are awful who just sit there and talk the whole time. You almost never get that in Titanfall. I get that in Overwatch all the time. I actually had this one kid. I, wanted to, I actually con- contemplated getting my headset on to talk to him because... He was just talking the whole time, and then his mic must must be awful because his mom started screaming at him, and and his brother, and you could hear it all. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. There's another uh, man. Digression to a digression. To a digression. If you are going to get involved in an online gaming community where the, you have a headset and can talk, realize that you have a mute button, and if you don't have a mute button, you can always just unplug your mic. So know when to do that. We don't really need to hear your argument, is what I'm going to say. And we don't need to hear... Don't just talk to talk. Yeah, that's what podcasts are for. Get yourself a podcast, you bastards. I mean, if you're just going to be like, oh, there's... You know, if you're going to provide helpful information, like someone's camping this area, this is happening over here, so-and-so is missing, I don't know where they are. Valid things to say. If you're just saying, oh, look at that Titan, oh, how do I die, blah, 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 shut up. Just shut up right now. If you're just going to tell me how cheap that kill was... You don't need to do that? I Because one, it probably wasn't cheap. You probably made a mistake. Yeah. Two, sometimes that, sh- that happens. Yeah. Uh, thank you for not swearing. I, I could yep. hear it. I, you almost made it. Thank you. Yep. It's just, there's so much common etiquette that does not go on gaming communities, which make, which make them hard to get want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. I mean, because uh, people clamor for League of Legends to have an in-game voiced comm system. And so they do a thing where, like, after a game, they will give you a survey about questions like that. Do you think this is necessary? And I have vehemently, for as long as i played League of Legends, said no. I don't want that. I will use Ventrilo. I will use whatever options are out there for voice comms separately. Because I don't want to talk to everybody. Yeah. People are so... I, I get flamed in chat. They're going to be worse if they have a mic. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I get told to go kill myself because I main a certain character they find cheap. Because they're complaining about it. You don't follow the league, but Fizz is a fairly unfair character. Just because he's an assassin and the way he works is kind of unfair. His One of his moves is called the troll pole, because when he goes on his pole, he's a can't take damage, which makes no sense. Because hmm. one of the moves is a giant bomb that comes down and just hits an area of effect. And he could be in the middle, jump on his pole, and he takes no damage. It's it's hilarious. And he, so he was losing to one, and he said, God, anyone who buys this champion should kill themselves. I'm like, so I should I have ultimate skin for him. Should I kill myself? He goes, you should die in flames. And I just... And I don't respond. I don't like to respond to them because one, I don't think you should ever tell someone to kill themselves. That's terrible. Just you are scum of earth. And two, I just tell them, I hope you step on a Lego in the morning. Ooh! Oh God! Oh! Ow! Yep. Oh. The ultimate pain. Man, I felt it when you said it. That's. I actually had went into this really long, long explanation for this kid. I'm like, you know, after this game, I hope you have dinner. We have a nice night with your family. You, you know, you have some. You have a glass of water before you go to bed. You have a good night's sleep. But about two, three in the morning, you have to get up to pee, and you take a step out of your bed, you step on a Lego. That is... Man. It was hilarious, because my team gave me a slow clap. Uh, I, 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 would have, I would have if I were there as well. Man, boy. Man, that's the, that's the ultimate, isn't it? Step on a Lego. Don't cross rich, that's all I can say. Because that man knows pain. Legos. Oh, I tell you. Well, anyway, so, stepping away, it's a thing. It happens to all of us. And I mean, but that's a big reason why this podcast has not been loaded with magic content like it used to be. It's just it is. It's part of why we transitioned to being just more and you know what? geeky stuff. When we were so much magic, I was like not looking forward to recording. We were scrounging for you know topics, and we were like clues like, "Oh, did you hear about this?" No. So like, I'm reading like 20 minutes before the podcast, trying to be gain some sort of knowledge so I can have an opinion. And it's just, it wasn't fun anymore. And in fact, it got to the point where uh, we were both reading stuff just so we could talk about it, not because we were interested in it, if that makes sense. And that's, yeah. that is not I mean, something we want. It kept us involved, but we, we weren't happy. And you could probably tell by the later episodes, we're just not as into it. Yeah. But, you know, then we get the anime episodes and the book episodes and stuff like we are just, you know, we're excited. You can tell when we have digressions, it's because we're excited. Like this episode has a lot of digressions. It does. Yeah. A lot of tangents. And it's not because we're, it's not because we're excited that we're not playing magic. It's because we're, we're talking about different things that we're excited about right now. Yeah. Like I would love to do a board game episode. I don't know if you play a lot of board games, clues, but man, I love playing board games. I, like, not, and this is—I'm not talking your monopolies and your saris. Oh, those I'm aren't those about, aren't. Board. Those, I'm talking. Um, I'm not sure if you ever heard of Small World. Oh, I have. Yeah, amazing game. Probably my favorite game right now. Awesome. Um, oh, wait, new game. No, 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 no. no, no. I need to it? mention this game because I want people to play it. Okay. Clues. It's. I want you to look it up, and you can tell me how much you want to play it. All right, hit me. It's called. It's called Smash Up. Okay. It's. I mean, have you heard of deck builder games before? Yeah. It's not. A, it's. They call it a shuffle builder. And the man who wrote this game is a genius. Okay. Because what is one thing geeks love to do? What's better, zombies or ninjas? Zombie ninjas. Zombie. What's you know all these different factions and things like that we compare and talk about. I'm so over zombies. Let's talk about vampires or werewolves or, you know, whatever weird science fiction fantasy crap we want to see. Well, this game, there's the, the base game starts, comes with eight 20 card decks. We have ninjas, zombies, wizards, robots, aliens, pirates. What am I? There's two more that I'm spacing on. But anyway, so you, dinosaurs was one of them. Nice. Yeah. And, and tri, uh, leprechauns, tricksters. Ooh, okay. And so what you do is there's a couple ways to do it. You can, what I like, we always do a draft. Um, you can do face up. And if you do a draft face up, everyone um, do it. You do a snake draft. Or I like to do face down where people don't know what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And you pick two decks and then you shuffle them together. So I might have a deck that's alien robots or zombie ninjas or wizard pirates and the whole goal is you play minions and cards to collect points on bases and it's unbelievably fun sounds awesome it's one of my my wife who's kind of into board games uh, she likes to play some with me but she asked for an expansion not me she did she wow. ordered the first expansion 
Because she's like, it would be fun to play with princesses. So we looked it up. Yes, they had a princess pack. Nice. And we came with princesses, fairies, ponies, and kitties. And let me tell you, that kitty deck, they took the essence of a cat and put it in a deck. It's mean. It's (laughs) awful. And when you're playing against it, you're like, that is a huge beep. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. And the car, and the decks, like the cards, all the cards, which they have great art and hilarious pop culture references. They're all memes. They're just cat memes. It's hilarious. Nice. The guy who made this is just he's just very clever. So it, it, you should just look up Smash Up. It's super fun. Smash Up. Oh, Smash it's, Up. Hey, you know un- what? Speaking of which, do, do, do you want to do board games next time? Yeah. Well, yeah. Board games sounds okay, great. Okay. Okay. Well, we're 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 coming to the point. Where we're about to wrap up this show. We're, we're not quite there. We're, we're almost there. We're coming to the point of wrapping up the show. So let me tell you, dear listeners, we'd like some, we'd like some words from you. First is we want to know about uh, you taking a break and hobbies that you've had to set aside. We'd like to know your stories. So please share those with us. But also we want to know your thoughts on some board games, board games you love, board games you hate, board games you love to hate. Feel free to give us that because t- two weeks from, from now, we're going to record the episode on board games. So uh, I'll make sure this gets posted, and I'll I'll blast the social medias as much as I blast the social medias. And uh, hey, let us know, give us some feedback, and we'll totally talk about that. So yeah, board games next time. That's great. We 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 discussed it on the air. We can't not do it this time. Ha ha. Sweet. All right, I've even underlined it on my notepad here. Dun dun dun. Nothing's gonna stop us now, except for all the things that stop us. Yes. Which is so many things. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's. Let's just pull the plug. Let's let's call it a night. What do you say? That sounds good. Okay. So hey, let's let's tell you where you can give us that feedback, where you can talk to us. So there are a number of ways to do that. We do have a website. It is randomdiscard.com. That is a place that you can find us. You can email us, and this is the best way to get us your stories. Emailing us is the best way. It is randomdiscardcast, all one word, no underscores, dashes, slashes, or any of that kind of crap. Randomdiscardcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us. We are at Random Discard. That's a fine place to do that sort of thing. Uh, and hey, if you want to talk to me directly, let's say you want to tell me how much Rich is totally off base and you don't want him to hear, you can tweet at me directly. That's fine. Or you can just email the show's address. He doesn't read those anyway. You can just tweet at me. I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Trust me, I hear enough from my wife how off base I am. <laughs> oh, you can reach me at Mind Mage. Law. Yeah, Mind Mage. Yes, Mind Mage. That's yeah, right. eight, the A and Mage is a four. It is, and it's also in the show notes, so that's a fine thing to find. Show so uh, there you go. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for putting up with us taking a break from podcasting, but we're back, and uh, we'll, we'll see you all next time. <laughs>